Welcome to this special edition of Elevate Ordinary. I'm here with my brother, Father Peter, and we're talking about virtue and vice today. What's the difference between the habit of virtue and the habit of vice? Talk to you in a moment. Well, welcome back to Elevate Ordinary. I'm your host, John Mark Grodi, and I'm joined by my special guest bro host, Father Peter Grodi. Thanks, Father Peter. Hey, no problem. For coming on with me today, man. Yeah, good uh, to be here. Therese will be back, but this is a special edition. We're, we're, we're talking today about virtue. Uh, some of you may have seen, we, we did a long series on a, a different show on the Coming Home Network, a long series studying through the virtues. And you know that here on Elevate Ordinary, that's one of our favorite mm-hmm. topics here. So we had some more wrinkles, some more... Uh, what do I want to say here? Uh, folds of virtue, angles of virtue that we want to talk through today. There's Can always we, more folds of virtue to talk folds, about. So. Yeah, there's, all, there's always, it's just, there's the layers. Of, remember like when onions. Paul talks about the folds of virtue? I yeah, remember, you remember that? Yeah, in the epistle to the... the, <laughs> the epistle to the... the, the, the yeah. yeah, anyway. All right, we'll get to that in a moment. But before we do, I want to remind you that if you like what we're doing on this show, the uh, I didn't give the tagline. These are extraordinary conversations about the ordinary pursuit of truth, beauty, and goodness. And if that sounds like something that you're into... You should join our Patreon community. You can go to ElevateOrdinary.com and find out about how to support the show at different levels and some of the perks and benefits you get therein. Uh, one of the primary being that you can join our Patreon community in the Awaken app. Our community is called The Manor at St. Anne's, and uh, we have an episode coming out. It's probably already out talking about that weird liter- literary reference, but it it encapsulates kind of like the the theme of the show, which is finding God in the ordinary. What do we do? How do we live out the faith? How do we pursue uh, holiness in 2021 and beyond? Uh, That's all there in the manor at St. Anne's patron community that you can find out about at elevateordinary.com. And that community is housed in the Awaken app. Go to theawakenapp.io to get access to that, as well as uh, all the other shows on Awaken Catholic, uh, lots of other cool stuff there in the app. And finally, I just want to thank our sponsor, uh, Select Tours, uh, for sponsoring this show and for... Uh, sponsoring Awaken Catholic. Thank you, Select. Uh, check them out at selectinternationaltours.com. Hopefully that was the right URL. We'll put it on the screen or someplace, if not. Oh, I got thumbs up. Sweet. Awesome. Father Peter, thanks hmm. for joining me today, man. Yeah. Um, I had I had a, kind of a constellation of things that I, I thought would be fun to talk about today. We've, we've talked a lot about the individual virtues. We've done a study through. Teresa and I recently have been just kind of walking through the main cardinal virtues. Hmm. But I, I wanted to – I've been – I'm always stewing on this stuff, and I wanted to step back today and contrast more generally virtuous actions and habits and vicious, vicious, vicious. actions and habits. Vicious. We're, we're gonna I like it. it. We're going to say it. We're gonna, you heard we're gonna it here first. It. Vicious. Yeah. Vicious. <laughs> That's how you know you've been listening. Vicious. Uh, contrasting the, as, as two different phenomena, and there's a, there's a number of angles here, but one of the ones I want to start out with is – like we know from the definition of virtue and from our conversations thus far, I mean, you, you guys out there have been with us on this. We're talking about habits here. We're mm-hmm. talking about habits of soul, habits of life. Um, and in one sense, virtues and vices both involve a habitual element. So in one sense, they're connected there. But they're also both habits in very different senses. And that's one of the places I want to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're not habits in the, in the same respect. No, yeah. and most of the spiritual fathers would say that too. In fact, 
think it was Aquinas who was pretty distinct about saying that virtue is not just a habit. Right. Like that, right. that's, that's not enough to mm-hmm. say. And I think by that basically means what we're talking about here, that habit, that a virtue is not basically just saying, okay, I need to trench a particular, uh, you know, kind of like discipline in my life and just this particular way of acting and trench myself in that. And then just basically say, Oh great. Now I have a virtue because <laughs> right. that's, that is entrenched in that way. But yeah, well, as we'll talk more, it's more about, an overall method of relating and acting. Well, and it, so. and it derives again from the, from your human nature that um, it's because of, of of our human nature that virtue and vice are not just two sides of the same coin. They really are two very different, un, not unrelated phenomena. But I mean, it's, it's kind of like we imagine ourselves we, we imagine ourselves rightly in the in the presence of a bad habit, a mm-hmm. vice. We 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 can see ourselves a little bit like Pavlov's dog. Like, oh crap, I. I I saw ice cream. I ate the ice cream. I walked past, you know, the, mm-hmm. the store window, and I was distracted. I was tempted, and I and I, I I'm in this pattern. I can't get out of this pattern. I'm conditioned into this bad pattern. I'm a dog returning just, to my own vomit. Vomit. That's right. I mean, yeah. like that's that's and that's true. Like that, the vice really does have that quality. But but virtue is not just that in reverse with good content. You know, right. virtue does not mean like oh you ring a little bell and like oh I go to church. Like that's not <laughs> what virtue means. It's yeah. not habit in that same sense. Yeah, I do ring a little bell and people come to church though. So <laughs> well, what are you saying, man? So, so maybe just, that's going to be part of it. It's a big bell, but come on, <laughs> it's a really big, <laughs> it's bell. A yeah, really it's big really bell. bell. It's, it's all it really it's takes. It's the size of the bell that matters. It's the size of the bell <laughs> and what you do with it anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah. They're not quite the same. So, again, they both involve a habitual element, but in a very different way. And, and I guess, you know, one of the first places we want to we want to uh, contrast is that, um, I mean, we might say generally that vice is a habit in the sense of, a, of slavery to a particular pattern mm-hmm. that you're stuck in. Whereas virtue, by contrast, is it leads to a greater freedom. You know, so you're... you're um, all of your faculties, all of your abilities are harmonized together, but they're but you're more open to being able to instantiate those in the best way possible. You're not locked into a certain go ahead. Well let's so let's yeah, let's step back and we'll kind of let's move through that a little bit yeah. methodically, yeah, right? Good. So when we're talking about vice as Vice is a particular like like a habit that we form or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, probably something to notice is that we fall into vices. We yeah. don't generally intentionally cultivate vices. I mean, there's not many people out there who are like, you know what? I think I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna build. <laughs> I think I'm gonna make the achievement of my life. It's gonna be difficult. Being as lazy as possible. I'm gonna you persevere know, like, though. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Persevere I'm gonna, gonna persevere. Like I know <laughs> I that right. I could get up at six o'clock every day. <laughs> But I'm going to work hard to make sure that I don't get up until 10, That's a great an point. hour after I'm supposed to be at work. You know, like no, no one, no one falls into, for the most part, yeah. no one fall or no one, no one intentionally cultivates vices. They think that yeah. you fall into. And so right. because of that, they tend to be more like, you know, to use that image, a trench yeah. of a way of acting where you kind of, you slip into that trench and then the more that you walk it, the more your trench digs down right. and it just becomes more rutted in your life. Yeah. And so they tend to, vices tend to be things that are more related to a very particular and defined kind of mode uh, action, you know, kind of way of acting in our life Mm -hmm. that just restricts our freedom more and more, the more that we become entrenched in it. And so we can all like sit back for a moment here, right? We all sit back 
We can do a little soul searching, and this is the hard part. You can pause the video right here if you need to. I'm going to do it too. I'm probably going to be crying by the time you come back. Um, (laughs) We can do a little soul searching, and we can find the ways in life where we have just dug these trenches. And it's Mm -hmm. like the more we try to get out of them, the more it just feels like we're clawing our way up the side of that trench, and the gravel and dirt is just piling on top of us. I mean, it's just like— It takes no work to stay in. It takes no work to stay in. But getting out is hard. Getting out is and hard. And that, that con- that's, 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 again, it's a fundamental contrast there. It doesn't take any work to, to build the habit of vice. Yeah. It will happen if you mm-hmm. let it. Mm-hmm. Whereas virtue takes yeah. intentionality. That's yeah. why prudence, as we've talked about in the past, right. is so key because without the intentionality, there is no virtue. Yeah. The deliberate intention to do some good, you can't build or do yeah. virtue. But vice will just happen if you let it. It's also why um, – it's also why um, – that the classic adage, right, in Christianity, that if you're not moving closer to God, you're moving away. And right. it's because building virtue and building holiness is a matter of constant intentionality. Right. And so if you're if you're just like, well, I'm, I guess I'm kind of good here, you know, mm-hmm. like I'll just sort of now I can kind of turn my brain off and just live the rest of my life like the way I am. We're we're going to start sliding back into those trenches of, right. of vice again. Um, and it's then virtue takes that constant intentionality and. Um, I was going to say something else and it was going to be super cool, but Ugh. you, you just take it well, from you, there. You think yeah. about it. All right. What I'll say is, you know, so what, what's the reason for that? Like we know, right. so on the virtue side, there, there's forward movement because if we're, if we're leaning into God's grace, then he gives us the grace to take step for steps forward. So we know why there's movement there, but why is there a constant pull backwards? I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, one of my favorite uh, secular songs that I think has a spiritual, a twisted mystic sort of song right here. And we're going to mm-hmm. actually... We'll probably do more conversations Twisted about music because we love to discuss music. Band you know uh, John Mayer's Gravity? Yeah. I think it's a great song about hmm. about concupiscence mm-hmm. and original sin. Gravity is working against against me. Gravity is trying to pull me down, et cetera. There's a lot of yeah. good lyrics in there. But that's the reason why if we're not moving ahead, we're getting pulled backwards because it's we have a we have a wound, a fundamental mm. wound that we're forgiven for right, in, in baptism, but we still have the wound. And if we're not caring for it, if we're not progressing forward, it's beginning to fester and pull us back. And, you know, there's a spiritual gravity that is our original sin that if we're not moving forward, it's pulling us back down into these patterns of slavery, these patterns of, yeah. 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 It was out at um, Damascus, the, the camp retreat center mm-hmm. the other day. Mm-hmm. I go show up there frequently because a lot of our students go there on retreat. And they were given a talk, and it was, it was pretty good. But one one of the one of the things they did is you drew a diagram of basically said a circle, you know, kind yeah. of a pie chart thing. Yeah. And he's like, "This is our freedom." And he said that in original sin, our freedom was like cut in half. Yeah. Uh, and let, let me see if I can remember exactly how this is. And I'll, um, one side, you know, one side we had like original sin and concupiscence and everything, yeah. and like that t- side, you know, uh, we we have original sin basically that. Limits our freedom and in the fact that, you know, it cuts us off from eternal life. And on the other side, basically, he kind of like drew all these different like, you know, pie charts and everything. And one of them was just the woundedness, you know, was that that, that we have like our own intentional sinfulness and then we have inherited generational wounds. Yeah. And we don't sometimes we kind of think of them as sort of being identical or we think of just like sinfulness as sort of just being all that. But like we really do have this woundedness that um, that oftentimes will kind of make those ruts deeper in our life that, that, that help us into sinfulness, but that those wounds are prior and need healing too. And God wants us to be completely free. Yeah. Um, 
but there's a lot of healing that needs to be done in those those wounds mm-hmm. in our life, and that that's a in many ways a lifelong thing, but right. it takes intentionality too. Yeah, know, in many ways. But. So you got to be moving forward. You got to work at virtue, whereas vice is going to happen if you let it. Like that's just part of the nature. Hmm. Of it. So there's that there's that habitual uh, conditioning Ooh. nature of that'd be a good T-shirt. Vice happens. Vice happens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I yeah, like that. Yeah, I like that. Maybe yeah. a, Viciousness happens. Ele- ele- <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, that'll have to be some swag. Yeah, that'll there. be our yeah. first. That'll be the first song on our the, our first album for the the band. Uh, what was it? Twisted Mystics. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's somebody else's is name. It? We have to come up with a new one. But. Dang. All right. So that's an you know that's an aspect here. Vice is a habit in this real negative sense, this slavery sense. Uh, whereas virtue, it takes work, um, but it also the kind of habit that it is. So let's talk about that for a moment. So the kind of habit that virtue is, um, we, we call it a habit because it's a, it's a disposition of the soul. It's something that's practiced. But it, one way we might put uh, virtue in general is that virtue is practicing freedom. Yes. That's maybe like a, a way to kind of distill part of this is that when vice, you're, you're specifically practicing slavery, letting yourself just be carried away by something that's beneath you, mm-hmm. you know, merely part of you, your passions, or merely the temptation of the, the world, the flesh, the devil. Whereas virtue, with your whole self, you are practicing a free act, a free, whole, integrated human act. And so there's a, there's, you're, practicing, you're, you're practicing being human when you, when you act mm-hmm. virtuously. You're... So why do so much, so, so much of the time when we're, we're trying to make inroads in virtue in our life, does practicing virtue feel not like freedom? It's a great question. I mean, I think, it, again, it goes back to that original sin. It's a great question. Father Peter? Father Peter, <laughs> yes. That's right. I presume you have the answer. <laughs> you have the answer? So that was, uh, yeah. right. I mean, I, I guess I could, I, you know, I can I can take a shot at it, but, yeah. you know, of course, we all can. Let's but, crack it up, yeah. So, like, why, you know, why, if we're really struggling with vices and everything, do we, we feel like the answer, in many ways, is almost like a restricting of our freedom? You know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Why, why does it feel like that, at least initially, mm-hmm. you know? Um. And I think that, I guess there's a variety of things that we can kind of get into, but maybe it's um, it's restricting our liberty, certainly. We understand mm. that. Right. That that uh, practicing virtue is, in to some extent or other, is going to be a restricting of our liberties mm-hmm. in the sense of, you know, liberty meaning just like, oh, I could just choose all these different things in my life and it doesn't really matter what. And so, mm-hmm. I, you know, I just kind of like choose willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. Um but rather saying like, no, I actually deliberately like excluding a lot of these things and trying to restrict my liberty to these right. things in my life. Um, but also, I think maybe it's that we sometimes in life, I think it actually gets down to maybe we're not quite, maybe don't quite have in mind the, maybe sometimes we don't quite have in mind what virtue really is. And we mm-hmm. think that virtue is just kind of practicing an alternating, an alternate habit um, right. that maybe is like a good discipline, mm-hmm. but isn't necessarily the virtue itself. Right. And so it maybe just becomes like another, we, we try to fight trenches with trenches rather yeah. than, you know, r- rather than kind of climbing out of the trench and recognizing that we're now in this open land. Um, but so how do we, how do we distinguish between those two? Yeah. John Mark, because okay. I can't do this on my own. Sounds good. All right. I will, I'll take um, that bit too. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, so this, let's just talk about it. I mean, like we don't know it perfectly, but we can, we let's, right. Know. So we've got, we've got the cardinal virtues in mind. We've talked through those. And I think if we, if we think, think of those for a moment, we, we examine the anatomy of a, whole, of a virtuous act, which is to say a whole 
free human act. So like, like rather than like a partial or a broken or a, a you know like a not totally free human act or like a wholly virtuous vir- or vicious vicious act. Vicious and vicious. This is good. I like this. So again, we know that a virtuous act begins with prudence, which is this in turning to reality, this intentionality. So human action, full free human action is intentional. You're not just doing it because it's habitual. You're not just doing it because it's, you know, because you feel like doing it. It's interesting. I think it was in uh, JP2's, before he was JP2, Carol uh, Wilde's acting person, the acting person, that's the mm. name of his philosophy book. Uh, I think somewhere in there, if I'm remembering correctly, he was talking about how it's in the the moral action where you're precisely going against uh, maybe your bad habits mm-hmm. or your inclination that you actually discover your your free will in a way that you haven't experienced it before. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, think about it. A lot of the things, even the good things we do day by day, we are doing merely out of habit. Like when I go in and I brush my teeth or whatever, I, I'm not doing it right right there and now in the presence of God saying, Lord, I'm going to be a good steward of these teeth that you have given me today. No, I'm just like, I'm just going through the motions or, or I'm taking, I'm doing, I'm feeding the kids. You know, like there may not be any love in that moment that I'm, I'm experiencing or I'm willing I'm going to be smiling at them. I'm just going through the motions. So externally, it's a good thing, but I'm kind of just doing what's, what's, I'm just kind of do, going through the motions on that. Whereas a, a full, a full act, a full, when I, when I'm, especially when I'm, I'm going against my inclination, when I'm trying to do something I don't feel like doing, mm-hmm. then I discover in myself the ability to, in reason, to do the, the right thing that I don't feel like doing. And so there's, again, even with a lot of our, our good actions we're doing, sometimes we're not doing them with our whole person. You know, we're, we're doing it with our hands, but our mind might be miles away. Or we might be doing the right thing even present with our mind, but our heart's still not there. And that's still good. That's still a step along the path. But the goal is to act like Christ, think like Christ, love like Christ, feel like Christ. Like we're to be conformed in our whole person. You know, it's not that some parts of us matter and some of us don't. It's with our whole a virtuous action, yeah. an ideal involves the whole person for sure. Yeah, and I I think it's right you use the word ideal there because yeah. that is not something that we should expect to be able to do right off the bat. Right. You know. Well, that again that gets back to your question. Like when we're right. since we're not there, right? We're always dealing with a with a body with a, a whole person that's not fully harmonized. Mm-hmm. That still has a lot of bad habits. That still has a divided heart. There's all kinds of reasons why even when we take that next step. It's still reluctant, this side of heaven. Mm. It can get better and get stronger by God's grace, but it's still uh, uh, we're, we're trudging towards sure. greater freedom. Yeah. Well, and it, it doesn't just get better. It can get a lot better. Yeah. I mean, it can actually begin to be – we can actually begin to experience that freedom right. rather than just feeling like – and I think of like a guy who's like in boot camp or something. Mm. You know, it's like the first time you go there and everything – you're there and you're you're getting pushed every day and you just feel probably miserable. I yeah. had a few conversations in the last few months uh, or last six six or seven months with a guy who was just really struggling with boot camp. But mm. um, you just you're just having you're dogging it through and everything. You're you're exerting a mental and physical like energy and that you've just never been never done before. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but at least on the physical side, I would say kind of on the mental toughness side too, on the physical physical side, like you kind of come out the other side of that and, you know, you may look back and maybe you won't appreciate it. You're definitely kind of forced in a way to do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But 
But if you, you, if you look at that as like an analogy for the way that we kind of have to force ourselves to do things, we have to set things in place to try to kind of, in a sense, get over some of those humps in a constant way, maybe with accountability or things like that. Um, but I think we recognize that as we kind of get through and we build up those muscles, mm-hmm. you know, that we, all of a sudden we experience a kind of a greater freedom, yeah. right? You know, I mean, it, you get, you get, you, you go to the gym and you're working out and it's really, really hard. And, the first day, and, like you can't walk for like, you know. Yeah. You and you get like a week into it and you're <laughs> like, how could I possibly do this for like years that it's going to take to do this? And maybe you kind of like tempt to despair and then you get you know, a few months in and then it's just like, oh gosh, I'm so tired of this too. Why do I keep doing, doing it and everything? And then like maybe you're like six months in or something and all of a sudden you're like, I can I can lift a lot more weight than I used I'm, to. I'm swole. I have, I, I have <laughs> and I enjoy know, this. <laughs> yeah, you find you begin to like actually have some enjoyment in the good of it. Um, maybe this relates a little bit to the uh, the uh, oh what what's the the C.S. Lewis thing that we talk about all the time? The uh, with the bike. Oh yeah, the, the ages of enchantment. The ages of yeah. enchantment a little bit too, but. Um, yeah, you get into you're excited about I'm gonna lift some weights, and then you get disenchanted when you can't walk for a week, and then but eventually you push through, and you're able to appreciate both the journey, but also see, yeah, there's yeah all good things in life have this it's a, it's a very know, peaceful the, the and troughs, enjoyment, you know yeah, that that is also what it with the good stuff, but you also just recognize that you've you've built up a bit more freedom when it comes to things. Yeah. Now at that point, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you just then kind of sink deeper into just the ha- the habitual nature of it, mm-hmm. but because you've achieved a bit more freedom, you're actually able to have a bit more intentionality of you know with your whole yeah. self about it. Um and and that 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 helps because it, then it's not about just that habit that you were building, right. self-discipline in that moment with that particular action because yeah. that's not the end all be all by right. any means. Yeah. In fact, you can you can be a person who who develops a self-discipline when it comes to working out, you can be that person and still be vice-filled concerning mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That's in, in the end that the, the self-discipline of that particular kind of habit that is forming is, is in a way supposed to build towards virtue. And so yes. that, because of that, it's not a perfect analogy yeah. for exactly how virtue is. But the point is that as it goes, as we kind of push ourselves in those, like in those ways that we're trying to build virtue in our life, hopefully over time, the idea is not that it just becomes easy and therefore automatic, mm-hmm. but, in becoming easier for us because we 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 build a habitus in our mm-hmm. in our soul in our yeah. in, in our mind and in our body that then we have the opportunity to more freely give ourselves intentionally to yeah. that um, well, let me shift a this, of let me shift this to a different analogy and you can elaborate on this one because you know this one better and because you brought it up before but i think it gives us so we can build on that first sort of image of um growing in virtue as leading to a greater freedom. Mm. We can add another element that I want to contrast with virtue and vice, which is freedom and creativity. That there's yeah. a creativity to to the freedom of virtue, whereas there's a a, a boring monotony to the, the habit of vice. And the, the image I was thinking of is like learning to play the piano. And this is something you know I don't. I don't have a skill quite like that that I have worked at. But you have talked before about how it's not just that you become more free, but you're able to be freely creative. Like mm-hmm. the person who the person has to go through the discipline of building the habits before they can be original and creative. Talk about that a little bit, if you would. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, to use the image we were using before, it's mm-hmm. like when you when you, in a sense, kind of climb out of the climb out of your your trench. Yeah. Um, it opens up into a field. Yeah. You know, and um, 
when it comes to playing piano, I mean, we all have experiences of this. Even you do. You, yeah. you may not think of it. You're much better at working out than I am and stuff like that. And even doing it intentionally, you know, like <laughs> I, I usually have to be like, all right, what am I going to like do to distract my mind while I'm trying to like bust up my body, you know? Um, yeah. When it comes to like piano, and I, frankly, I'm not very good at piano. I'm really not. The one good thing that I've developed when it comes to piano is sort of an understanding and an ingraining of some of the rules for how to play like kind of music these days in such a way that um, I can like hear a song and I can like, okay, I can pick out, I know how to play the chords in that song now. And I I figure that stuff out in my head and then I can kind of sort of improvise a little bit freely based upon that. Um, But I only did that because I had to just kind of sit there and learn how to play songs like Mm -hmm. one after another in a sense for a while. I was sort of forced into that in some ways because Mm -hmm. of like my job working at a church and doing like praise and worship and stuff. Um, But you all you you can experience after you've done it for a while and you sort of force yourself to take the put the time into that. Mm -hmm. um, You begin recognizing how once you have learned the rules then you can kind of use the rules mm-hmm. and and your understanding and your practice of the rules to just create you know right. yeah. um and it's not so much about you know it's it's different than learning like a classical piece on piano where you just like the repetition of that piece over and over and over again until like your your just fingers know exactly how to do that and you yeah. build a habit there of like the ingrained trench of of doing that and it was a hard one you had to dig it yourself rather than kind of fall into it so in that sense, it's 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 better, it's good, mm-hmm. but but it's way different than it's way different than practicing the the way of playing that allows you then freely kind of just create. Yeah, and that's I would say in a difference between sort of just a vice and then like maybe a habit that that you've built that's that's good, mm-hmm. but then also what the virtue? How is virtue different than that? Mm-hmm. You know, a vice on one hand is just for me, it just be like falling. You know, it just when it comes, if, if we were to make an analogy to piano and it's just like, oh, I'm just going to revert every time I go and sit at the piano to like, oh, I know chopsticks. You know, it's like, it's great. Look at me impress you. Great. Um, but not like play it for you 10 times because yeah. I really like to hear myself play. <laughs> exactly, chopsticks. Right. Um, yeah. That compared to like a habit, like I even know some people who don't know really how to play like piano at all when it comes to kind of the rules or rules or the methods or any of that stuff. But for whatever reason, they had the self-discipline to sit down there and like just learn a classical piece by memory, yeah. and like they had their they had dexterous enough fingers and stuff they were able to play it. And it's funny because like you could ask yeah. them to like listen to a popular song or something where it's like basic three chords or something, mm-hmm. and they just wouldn't even know what they were listening to. Right, right, right. But then like past that, then you also have sort of the analogy for the virtue in it, which is when you begin to learn the rules, mm-hmm. you begin to understand it from the inside out and kind of and practice like you yeah. know understanding it from the inside out. And then you develop that that creativity yeah. where you're just able to do it. So that, again, that, yeah. that, that's this more general feature of virtue that's very different from the habit of vice. Where virtue, it you you get to a new level of proficiency mm-hmm. of 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 discipline of good habit, and what that does is that opens new vistas to you. Again, I, I like your your analogy of getting out of the trench. Suddenly, there's a new field, mm-hmm. and then you persevere through the field. Well, then there's a mountain. It's like virtue. There's no upper limit. The more you go in these areas the more that like the possibilities are open to you. Another word I want to, so we've got, we got freedom, we've got creativity. Um, there's a great little book by um, Stephen King on writing. It's a little on writing. Mm-hmm. And he makes this point that like you have all these people nowadays, they want to become great writers. They want to become original writers. So they start from the beginning trying to be super original. And he's like, mm-hmm. that's not how you do it. You start by, <laughs> 
in a disciplined way, learning the rules. You learn the rules. You imitate the greats. You learn the rules first. It's only by mastering the rules that then you, the creativity to be original is open to you. I was actually thinking about that when you when, when I was talking. Yeah. I remember him saying that. I remember talking with him. Maybe he was talking with Dad about Stephen King or something. Yeah. But yeah, he's one of those people who he 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 knows the rules so well and has practiced the rules so well they can almost break the rules yeah, all the time you know, all like the his time, his right? writing is so unique and weird and quirky yeah but it's precisely because he he started yeah. by mastering the rules yeah so that he could then and and i would say when it comes to music the 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 best analogy for that is the way that like freestyle jazz pianists play yeah. i mean you talk about breaking the rules like but you can't but you can't be a person who sits down at the piano and says, well, I can break the rules, look, and just start banging around on it. It's like, okay, <laughs> okay. great. You're free to do that. You're Good done. job. You <laughs> know, like, you are so free and creative, you he know. so free. Yeah. He is so, he is so free. <laughs> Love it. I wish I was as free as he yeah. yeah. But I think we can just see in that, like, yeah, we, we, we can just see how advice, it, it holds up to us this promise of freedom and enjoyment and everything and then like you're like yeah we look at that it's great and everything and then we go down in there and we're just like we go down in that trench and we're like sloshing around the muck and we're just like this is great right yeah. like yeah like i'm happy i'm so you know and, and it's just we're just miserable and, right and we also just feel that lack lux or we we feel in it intensely whether we recognize it or not, if we really are honest, we feel in the more that we get entrenched in that those vices, yeah. we feel the fact that we are not acting with our being, and we just yeah. we feel like we are feel like we are missing that in a particular way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This ability to be original. So another word I want to enter in here: we've got freedom, we've got creativity, um, spontaneity versus monotony. Is another contrast I want to think of here. And I got this, the, this is a quote from Jack Sparrow, Captain Jack Sparrow, at the end, near the end of the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. And I think, if I remember correctly, and this is getting right at the twist, like turn at the end of the movie, the bad captain asks Jack, like, why did you do it, Jack? You know, like he asked him <laughs> like that. And Jack says, well, I'm dishonest. And a dishonest man, you can always trust to be dishonest. Honestly. It's the honest ones you want to watch out for because you can never predict when they're going to do something incredibly stupid. Mm. I love that quote so much. It's hilarious. And then he hits somebody with an order and then, or And then, well, so yeah. here's the irony of that quote. Number one, he's obviously, he's, he's saying it very cynically because he's yeah. uh, talking to this bad pirate and he's admitting to himself. Um, but the reality is, of course, he's just about to do something spontaneous mm -hmm. because he's acting honest. Right. He's doing a good thing. He's saving. He's he's saving the day there. Right. He's surrounded by. He's just surrounded by bad guys. the The chances of getting out of this alive are very small, and all this stuff. And right. so, in that sense, by the world standards, it's incredibly stupid. Right. But yeah. but obviously, it's it's the honest thing to do. Well, so, and, and that's yeah. what virtue virtue looks stupid to the vicious man because right. the vicious man can't imagine anything but his vice. Yes. The lustful man can't imagine anything but like indulging his lust. Mm -hmm. He walks past a shop window with scantily clad women. He looks at him. That's what the, the, the lustful man does. You know, the alcoholic drinks, the glutton eats. Uh, vice is monotonous. Mm -hmm. And the, the deeper you go in the vice, the more boring and monotonous it is. You know exactly what the dishonest man is going to do when he gets in an uncomfortable situation. Mm -hmm. He's going to be dishonest. Mm -hmm. Whereas, again, as Jack says, the, you don't know what the honest man's going to do because his honesty is not a matter of being a slave to a pattern. His honesty is a greater freedom of spirit 
to pursue the good. And so you you never know what the honest man's going to do, what the virtuous man's going to do. He might go save the damsel in distress. Mm -hmm. He might do it in a way that you've never imagined because he's not a slave to any impulse, to any pattern, except the desire and the pursuing of the good. You don't know how he's going to creatively bring that about. You don't know how he's going to be attentive to the Holy Spirit guiding him. You don't you, you don't know the ways that he's going to uh, to choose because again there there's that there's a freedom there that vice doesn't have. Mm-hmm. He remains free to really look at the open vista in front of in front of him and say, "How am I going to magnanimously bring about the good here?" And you, and you just don't know how it's going. To, that's why all the saints. You know, sinners all look more and more boringly like each other in mm-hmm. their sin, but the saints are all different. In fact, they're so different. Sometimes you look at them, and you're like, "How are these guys both Catholic?" I mean, you got like the extreme pacifist and the extreme heroic knight. You've got like, you know, the person who's all about social justice and, and feeding the poor, and you got the person you know who's like, you know, on ecstasy on the mountaintop. Like, it all works. It all fits together. Yeah, um, you have you have the <laughs> you have the soft spoken, tender hearted, beautiful. Uh, St. Therese, and right. then you have cranky old Jerome <laughs> or St. Athanasius who right, punched Arius right. or St. Nicholas who punched Arius in the mouth. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, the saints all look more unique the more that they grow in virtue. You know, whereas, the again, to the degree that we all fall into vice, as you said at the beginning, yeah. we all begin to look the same, and it's boring. And, you know, it, I think this is where we maybe inject a bit of Jesus into this. Do right? it. All right. Inject some Jesus. We, that's that's yeah, your job here to inject, inject some, some Jesus. Jesus. That'll be our second album. Yeah. Um, <laughs> inject a little Jesus Continue. into it. Um, the, the, the deeper that we walk, the, the, the more that we walk that trench of ice in our life and the deeper we dig, yeah, the, the more that it's hard to see anything other mm-hmm. than the walls of right, that trench. Right, right, right. You know, the, you cannot see... We cannot see the fields outside. We cannot see the mountains. Yeah. And the, the the deeper we dig in there, the more we need a healing. We yeah. need we need healing of a savior. We need something miraculous that's going to help pull us out of that. Mm-hmm. And that's why so much in all this is, you know, we look at the steep walls of whatever that vice that we're in. We're like, there's no way I can climb out of this. And you, and and you know what the answer to that is? But dang right, <laughs> like like you can't. Yeah. But but but. But Jesus, the Savior, right. you know, recognizing our life is just, I can't manage this anymore. I can't deal with this. I can't, I can't yeah. handle it. I'm stuck here. I do the thing I don't want to do, and I don't do the thing I want to do. Paul, yes. thank you. Paul. Um, but, but, but with the Lord, with the grace yeah. of the Lord, you know, um, how can, how can the rich man enter heaven? Well, for man, it is a, nearly impossible. Yeah. Or it is impossible. It is impossible, yeah. But with, with God. All things are possible, and so that's that's each of us. That's yeah. not just you know some particular man that we see out there. That's each of us. Well, whether it's then, next episode or a future episode, I think we'll revisit this because I think that the next step is what you're pointing us to there. That this this all makes sense on paper, even on a yeah. human level, the virtue and vice stuff. But did I inject Jesus too early? No, no, no. no. no this is perfect <laughs> because so the 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 next the next step here is then recognizing that so even your work towards your desire. For virtue, the, we have to watch for the pitfall there of it simply being uh, a veiled instance of greater vice, of yeah. a pride, of a of a self reliance, mm. and that's where we needed to have a, a I think a follow up conversation on the theological virtues, on uh, again the the reality of original sin and how we can God desires to build that tower of virtue in and through us, but the foundation of that is important. And the foundation cannot be self-reliance. I think maybe we have to do a follow-up episode on some 
humility and pride and despair and magnanimity. Hmm. We'll, we'll come back and dig into that stuff a little bit. So, okay. Yeah. Thanks, Father. Brother, sure. father, brother, Peter. Thank you for joining us for this episode, special uh, edition of Elevate Ordinary. Hope you enjoyed it. Again, if you like what we're doing on the show, please join our patron community and support the show at elevateordinary.com. That patron community is the manor at St. Anne's, where we're actually going to be doing a book study on that hideous strength, which is the third book of C.S. Lewis's space trilogy in which the manor of St. Anne's uh, appears. And you'll you'll understand why we picked that. And so check that out at elevateordinary.com. Also download the Awaken app where you can get this show and other Great shows and special content. That's also where the community is located. That's theawakenapp.io. Once again, thanks to our sponsors and thank to you for watching. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite pod- podcast platform, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. We'll be back next week with more extraordinary conversations about the ordinary pursuit of truth, goodness, and beauty. God bless you. See you next week. A big thanks to Select International Tours for sponsoring this episode of Elevate Ordinary. Check them out at selectinternationaltours.com for your next spiritual pilgrimage. See you later.